When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Better Relationships, Better Life, where relationships expert Judy K. Herman and her guests share insights that can help you move through conflicts in your 9-to-5 jobs and your 24-7 lives. Crack the clarity code and create deeper connections beyond the messiness of relationships. Here's your host, Judy K. Herman. Much of what my guests and I discuss on this podcast can actually help your workplace relationships improve your professional life and create connection that brings a sense of belonging in your company. As a relationship therapist, executive coach, and inspirational speaker, I support organizations. If you'd like to know how I can help you change complaints into cooperation, get in touch with me at judyspeaker.com. You can also message me on LinkedIn, Judy K. Herman. Today, we're going to laugh with my mentor, Ken Davis, as we talk about side-splitting humor, success, and connection with imperfection in marriage and family. Let's listen in. Ken, thank you so much for being here. I was one of your students in your SCORE training for speakers a couple of years ago in 2019. So yes. you you will enjoy because Ken has some hilarious wisdom. And the reason we laugh is because there's so much that he says that we can relate to in all of our imperfections. And you have so much more. So let's let's get right into this, Ken. This is so neat. Thank you so much for being here as a guest. I'm like so very honored. Thank you. I'm honored to be on your show. Well, for sure. We're going we're gonna to be talking about um, stage presence and, and because this is for entrepreneurial couples and business and uh, how presence and, and uh, success actually changes your marriage dynamic. But first of all, Ken, let's, let's talk about you a little bit and your beginnings and okay. yeah, let people get to know the, the real core Ken Davis underneath the laughter. Well, I started, I started out uh, as a skinny little kid in high school, and um, I learned about bullying, that bullying started a lot earlier than what we think. Mm. And I discovered early that I could keep people from hurting me if I could make them laugh. Mm. Sometimes in the middle of their intent to hurt me, if I could make them laugh, they would stop. They might not say, hey, you're a funny guy, I like you, but they would, they would stop. And then I got encouraged by a English teacher. Um, I, I started to use the humor part of it to, to affirm my worth, to gain friends. And I was in an English class and I made a very inappropriate comment about Shakespeare. Um, they, you know, the line, the famous line in Shakespeare, out, out, damned spot. I you would know, have to go back and. and yeah, and, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, about a yeah. blood spot on his toga. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I yeah, yeah. I suggested a couple of other adjectives that might replace that. And okay, we can uh, only it, imagine. We can only. Oh, imagine. Okay. it was horrible. <laughs> and and I wasn't that kind of person. And my my parents would have been astounded. But anyway, mm -hmm. she made me stay after class. Mm -hmm. And after class, she uh, corrected papers, and then she said to me, uh, she. I can still see her as she capped her pen and leaned forward and said, Kenneth Alpheus Davis, look at me. Mm. And that means disaster's coming. And then she said, son, God has given you a gift. Wow. You're using it to destroy my class. And that's going to change. And she made me go out for speech. My, she made my, me wait. My parents came uh, to get me because she, I think she had intended, if my attitude was wrong, to expel me. But, um, and by the way, back then when parents came, they didn't bring lawyers. <laughs> they they brought <laughs> weapons of mass destruction, basically. But oh. she never told my parents and, and I went out for speech and it began a career that has lasted for 50 years. That is amazing. What a seed of truth and yep. uh, what a gift this teacher yep. gave you. And you're, you're describing a lot. Yes, bullying has been around for a long time. And every one of us have, as human beings, we all learn as children, as adolescents, uh, how, how to move toward pleasure and away from pain. Yeah, and yeah. so you did have this gift and then turned it around for good. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. 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 Then so, for, a, for a long time, I, yeah, the turning, I have to say this too. I, I really have to say this for a long time. That still was my sense of worth. Mm, mm -hmm. And um, finally I came to the point after years when I got all kinds of emails from people that I did it not for the pleasure of the standing ovation, but because I knew I was speaking into people's lives and helping people like you do. Mm -hmm. and and that really made a lot of difference now you talk about transition you know now I'm moving out of public and more to a private life and I'm home more and there's a lot to talk about <laughs> yes I I really want to I want to capture a lot because you are so right we take those defense mechanisms that we learned in childhood that basically yep. we needed to have in order to survive those those yep. uh painful places and the, yep. the trauma that we go through as kids and then taking them inadvertently into our adult relationships so tell me about you and Diane your beautiful and awesome wife of I, what 53 years you said 53 years 53, 53 years, years. Yeah. okay 53 years so you have a journey and I'm so curious about it. So tell us, uh, the, how did you meet Diane? How did, yeah, tell us some of that. She was peeling potatoes. Uh, she and I were in uh, college and it was a college that where we could work to help pay through college. Mm. And both of us worked in the food uh, development department and she was peeling potatoes. And at the time she wore, I have to say this, she wore glasses. I'm looking at your glasses. I love your glasses, by the way. She <laughs> I, hope glasses hope <laughs> I hope they're not glaring. I hope they're not glaring. That had wings. <laughs> oh, do yes. You, do you remember the wings? Yeah, in a strong do, wind. In, her, in those movies, in those movies. That yeah. I yeah. <laughs> in a strong wind, her feet would leave the ground. But anyway, um, um, we were peeling potatoes and her glasses fell off into the potato vat. And she asked me to reach for them. And so I reached in to get her glasses and I looked at her eyes. And my wife has beautiful gray eyes. And 
she said, give me my glasses. And I said, only if you go out with me. And that was the, that was the beginning. So, oh my goodness. So yeah. that was, was that an impulsive thing or have you been like seeing her from a distance? Uh, it was of sort of, of impulsive. It was sort of impulsive. It was, um, I, you know, I didn't know anything would come of it, uh, but we, we got to know each other and we married a couple of years after school and that's I've got to ask it. I've got to ask a couple of questions here. Yes. So I'd imagine you were pretty funny then. Yes. Did she laugh at your jokes then? Yes, she did. And she still does. Well, she that's what does. I was going to ask you, because yeah. I'm imagining Diane at this stage after 53 years of marriage, that she's probably heard a lot of these jokes over and over and over and over, oh, and, over, and, over, oh, and, over yes. and over again. And so you're saying that she does still laugh at them. Yes, yes. And and I think that's so that the people sitting around her will see that and laugh and then they'll <laughs> keep getting so it's paid. A, it's, a, it's a business strategy, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Can you imagine if they looked at her and she was just... <laughs> Well, that's 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 a quality of some sustainable marital yes. uh, super glue, probably, yeah. I would imagine. <laughs> and she does laugh and encourage me when something is tweaked a little bit and it tickles her funny bone or a new piece that she really, really likes. She lets me know about that. She's very encouraging. Um, she's very encouraging. I, I can't say about my career. She has been wow. very encouraging. In this stage of my life, there are times, and you know, I use a lot of comedy in my presentation. Absolutely, yes. You can there use are, them here too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are times when um, I forget what I was talking about. Literally on stage, I've taken a little rabbit trail and then I can't remember. Well, let me ask you, Ken, is that in your later years or has that been? No, that's in, the, that's in the, yeah. these are <laughs> the later years. Yes, <laughs> in the later years. And, and so it works okay because I can ask the ad audience. They think it's part of the show, you know? Oh, and it's really not part of the it's show. It's not part of the show. <laughs> no. You to improvise. I'm going to get help when I start asking the audience, um, what am I going to think about next? That, that's, the, that's the hard question they can't answer. But they yeah. answer and they laugh. And so she's been very encouraging. She lets me know. She also lets me know where I can improve a little bit, mm. uh, where I might have sounded a little harsh, uh, but she does that. I, I can't remember a time when she did that in a spirit that that made me feel bad. Well, so more, I'm, more, I want to hold that because, Ken, what this is, this is like a dance, a relationship pattern between the two of you. And so when she's coming across and giving you some advice, you are ready to receive it. So so you I, I want to point this out to my folks that are watching okay. because I, I, I see a lot of people in my counseling and, and also my coaching. So that takes an attitude of, of you being receptive to her as well, right? Because she could be really nice and say and, and give you a critique that could help you. Yeah. But you in turn then had to receive that and accept it. Yeah. Like, I think that's a remarkable quality because there's, that's a difference really between what John Gottman would say, the masters and the disasters, yeah. the disasters are going to be feeding those four horsemen and those four horsemen yeah. would be accusation, defensiveness, 
Like you could yeah. have easily maybe, but anyway, I just want to point that out. I, I yeah. want to affirm you <laughs> with well, that. I, like, did, did you, did you learn to do that? Like, was there early on where you did get defensive or she did come across accusatory? I mean, how did you grow or have you always had that in your marriage? Not in terms of, not in terms of, um, not in terms of her response to my performances. No. Okay. In terms in of her, other things, huh? <laughs> yeah. In terms of uh, shut the doors for heaven's sakes, the cupboard uh, doors, you know, okay. I, I <laughs> leave them open because I might want to go in there again. Or she said the other day, whose underwear is that? And I said, <laughs> it better be mine. But anyway, the, the, she wants me to pick it up. And I don't always respond positively to that. I do not want to leave your audience with the impression that over 50 years are there's just been singing and dancing and <laughs> so you've had some, you've had some knockdown drag out fights. <laughs> oh, absolutely absolutely yeah and i'm learning as i deal with this struggle and i've had an emotional struggle with the change that's happening in my life mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everything i did ended at covid how about that yeah yes. Every, everything i did ended at covid and a lifestyle where I came home occasionally changed to where we were together 24-7. Ooh, I want to hear yeah. more about that because yeah. COVID really has changed so yeah. many of us. It's yeah. really changed all of us if we would just yeah. recognize it and open yeah. our eyes. Tell, tell us more about that. Well, the, what happened was I was in the process of wanting to re retire. Again, we're talking about transition. Mm -hmm. uh, I would still do some events, but... I wanted my grandchildren to know me as more than the, that old man that traveled on airplanes. Oh, wow. Um, wow. I, wanted, I wanted to be able to spend time with Diane. I wanted to learn what date nights were like. I wanted mm. to, I, I, and I hadn't, I wasn't always good about that transition, but COVID made it happen overnight. Mm. And um, I also learned that Diane, uh, while I have been gone, became a very strong person mm. um we were sitting on the couch here by the way and they they were talking about covid uh, there were tons of we owned a home in nashville and there were tons of uh covid cases there mm -hmm. so we came down to our vacation lake house where diane has wanted to live for some time to to quarantine uh -huh. there were two cases in this county okay so we came down here to quarantine we we're sitting on the couch and the television said um, this is going to be so difficult for the older people. And both <laughs> Diane and I looked at each other and went, isn't that sad? And then we realized, you know, we're 70. We are older people. But when but, you're in their 70s, you're really not old. Yeah. It's those people in their 90s, yeah. right? That are the old ones, right? <laughs> so another thing that happened was we were sitting on the couch here and I looked out at the beautiful view of the lake that we have from here. And I said, someday I might be able to I might be able to live here. And when I regained uh, consciousness, she had sold a house in Franklin and now we now live down at the lake. <laughs> so she's wow. strong. She had an opinion and she, she expressed it and we talked about it. And now we do live down here. And here's another beautiful thing about relationship. We lived within 15 minutes of all of our grandchildren, rarely saw them. Wow. Moved down to the lake. They are here all the time. <laughs> They're friends. 
with their and, and their college some of them are college age some of them are still in school wow. and they come down all the time and it has really helped our relationship grow with them and with our daughters what a gift that covid has been yeah, for your has. family and so many people are discovering that like that yeah. is amazing you don't have to wait until you retire but covid made it happen where mm -hmm. your kids evidently you're your grandkids are like magnets to you and your wife. There must be something remarkable going on in oh, that. I, I love are, it. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're they're beautiful. They're, all of my genes were passed on. <laughs> to what, what are the ages of your five grandchildren? You've got uh, five or six. I've got six. Twenty-two okay. down to thirteen. Wow. So, yeah, twenty-two. Okay. Two in college. Okay. Uh, two in high school and one in junior high. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. What a blessing that is. And so, so how has that you being at home, you and Diane, just like when, when you normally would be traveling everywhere, tell us about your, the seasons of your marriage, yeah. Ken, uh, when you were like traveling a lot or when you had young okay. kids. Yeah. Share with us some of the things, maybe gems I, of wisdom or yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, full of gems but anyway <laughs> the, uh, of course you thing, are <laughs> the thing that i realized the most i had to learn this lesson mm. i when i went on the road people took care of every detail mm. okay uh -huh. i would stand up and do something and people would applaud mm. and it took me years i think several years to realize that I shouldn't expect a standing ovation when I open the door and come home. <laughs> I'm serious about yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Instead, what I would get is, could you empty the garbage? Mm. And I had to, I had to learn to deal with that. The other thing I had to learn to deal with in that stage of life was to realize how much she did. Mm. You know, I had five people that worked for me as I traveled, as I traveled the world. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what they did until they left. Wow. And I was amazed at what they did. Mm -hmm. I had no idea all of the things that Diane did and the leadership qualities that she had until uh, I came home and stayed here. She, in fact, she had a hip replacement at one time and I had to do everything. I'm wow. ashamed to admit this. I didn't know how to run the dryer. I didn't know how to run the, you know, the, the. And you learned, you learned. I learned. I had to learn Good quickly. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's and she, great. And I told her she had to heal quickly or I might not make it. <laughs> but when I learned all of that stuff and as I was learning, what it did was give me an appreciation for her mm. and what she did. Mm. We sat down to talk as with our lawyer the other day and I realized I have not over the years written a check balance them. Mm. She has done all of the financial stuff. So in preparation for whatever transition might come next, she has prepared a paper called Getting the House in Order that would help me if she went to see Jesus before I did. And I've done the same for her. That, yeah. So, so you are describing you and Diane over the years have had what you call a traditional marriage where yeah. you're, you're out there, you're, 
you're being seen, you have a team that takes care of all your needs. And she's at home, uh, keeping the home front. Yes. And she's also been a part of the business too. Absolutely. Was... Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But you're saying even as recent as going through COVID and moving to your lake house, that there, your eyes are more opened to way more. Open. Isn't yeah. that interesting? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, and that is a journey. To, so, because I, I've discovered, um, yeah, like when you have kids, that really, I mean, for me as a mom, that really opened up my eyes to a lot of things like, how can I have so much love? You know, where'd this all come yes. from? Yeah. So um, how did raising kids change you uh, before kids and having kids? Mm -hmm. And now, you know, you went yeah. to empty nest and here you are. Yeah. Grandpa. One of the things, one of the one of the things I had to learn from my children was that there, I'll put it this way. There is nothing that hurts relationships, whether it's a marriage relationship, a faith relationship, whatever it might be, a friendship, more than when one person in the relationship tries to perpetuate the perception of perfection. Mm. I wanted perfect kids. Yeah, let me let me the perception of perfection. Pretending that you're perfect. Mm. Just putting out there this idea that you don't make any mistakes that and mm -hmm. and I, let me let me ask, let me hold that for a yeah. moment, Ken, because that does come up a lot. And I'm wondering if it does come up more with business owners, entrepreneurs, or or people who do have a public image. Mm -hmm. and, and whether it does or doesn't, it's like that's like to have the perception of perfection, that really takes a person into a delusional zone of living. Yeah. Uh -huh. Thank you for that. Uh <laughs> you've been delusional no the reality is all of I us know. I, I, I mean, know all of us have been delusional right i mean we yes. all have uh so what's real and and how yeah. can we show up so i just well, kind of wanted to flesh that out i think yeah. that's a really good term uh the the perception of of perception because it's, it's totally not really false. Yeah. <laughs> i tell people i tell people now i'm a perfectionist that doesn't mean that i'm perfect it means that i'm miserable some of the time mm -hmm. it means mm -hmm. that paintings that i've done these paintings on the back are paintings that i've done of my grandchildren there are paintings oh. i have done that i have never nobody's ever seen because there was some tiny flaw in them. oh my goodness so entrepreneurs who try to be perfect i said this to a group of corporate people the other night i said learn to fail learn to do it quickly because nothing has ever been accomplished, but what failure didn't lead to it. Mm, you have uh -huh. to try, then you fail, you learn from that and you try again. Or as a perfectionist, you might never try. I think mm. some marriages end early because one of the couples wasn't willing to try. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong about that, but mm -hmm. I, I know that we've had struggles in our life. We've never come to the point where there might be divorce, mm -hmm. but there has been the point where there might be homicide. So um, <laughs> you're talking to a therapist here. I might have to call somebody. <laughs> you have to call an expert now, right? I mean, you have to call the police. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm a humorous Judy. Oh, I know, I know, and I know. I'm trying to get out of my therapy head here. Poor Walt's in my counseling office here. <laughs> so I, I need to tell you this. With my children, my children help me realize some things here. Because in front of them, I wanted to appear perfect. Mm. Because I wanted to create perfect children. Mm. And I didn't create perfect children. What I created was children who hid their imperfections mm. from. So I think, you know, I did a survey years and years ago when I was working with young people as to what they wanted most their parents to say. Mm. And of course, number one, seriously, was I love you. They wanted that. Yes. I was totally surprised by one of the top three, which mm. was they wanted their parents to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Yes. And when I learned to do that with my children, when I apologized for raising my voice when it wasn't necessary, when I accused them of something that they didn't do, and I started saying to them, I'm sorry for that. Uh, that, that was not right. Mm -hmm. What I discovered was suddenly I had children who realized that forgiveness was available. And mm. so they were willing to come to me and said, I I'm sorry. And they stopped lying. Wow. That's, that's really healing. That is so healing. There's so many people that, that even coming into counseling, they, they even have this perception of their parents as being quote unquote, perfect, right? They, they have, they're still like, they don't want to say anything. They want to just maintain that. Yes, I was in a normal, healthy family, my parents never this or that. But I think it's part of our human journey, Ken, at least from a, a even a, a grown child's point of view to, to get to a point where you see, yeah, your parents are human beings, and all human beings have struggles. And how can we show up and be real with each other? But what a gift you gave to them to be that authentic. Yeah, well, it was my, my again, Sometimes reality, it isn't necessarily a good heart that moves people in the right direction. It's reality. Mm, yes, absolutely. Reality. Life <laughs> is going to happen. COVID happened. Yeah, <laughs> You're home right. and you moved to the lake house. Yeah. That's life that we have no control yeah. over. And, yeah. and uh, what a beautiful gift. But yeah. go ahead. I, I don't mean to interrupt there. I think. Oh, you, oh, yeah. Fun. Yeah. So I'm curious, uh, yeah, we could, that is a tremendous gift because, and what I've discovered is whatever you're dealing with in the here and now, it's not just you. It's not just, oh. it, it's never just the conflict that you're going through. Likely it, the reason we have our struggles is because we are unaware and all of the genes and uh, DNA that's been passed down from generations prior affects us mm -hmm. yeah and so therefore i think especially as a christian woman i i feel like wow have grace have grace for yourself yes you absolutely mm -hmm. but your kids and i i've said this often that um there's nothing better than your children to know that forgiveness is available because that as a christian man that opens their hearts up to the idea that god is a forgiving graceful god and, and loving, loving, yeah, yeah. like we're, we're born human. I do have a hard time with that. Like, you know, just being born as a little sinner, being born. Now we're human beings and we have yeah. the capacity for good or evil. And, uh, but they are a gift from God. And right. I, I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Well, let me ask Ken, because 
you've gone through your journey and I think it's beautiful that I, I love it how you continue, like you, you don't like just arrive. I think a lot of people, they come to counseling, they think the therapist has it all together or they see somebody on stage and they're telling, oh. you know, they have, have a huge audience here. Oh, this person's got it all together. Uh, why don't you speak to that? How that image of seeing another human being having it all together? How yeah. have, yeah, how, yeah. I think that's one of the most hurtful images that you can allow to happen on stage. Mm. I, I in fact, I don't think I've ever thought of it this way before, but strong enough to say this, but um, that that puts a blanket of shame on so many people that mm. needs not be there. Mm. Um, I often tell stories, and again, this isn't out of the goodness of my heart. I think it's because uh, personal stories are funny, and uh, someone defined humor this way as a gentle wake to acknowledge human frailty. Mm, yes. And so me pointing out what it has happened in our lives and in my life and in as I was growing up, people in the audience write, I've received tens of thousands of emails and letters from people going, I thought you had been in my home. Mm, I mm. thought you had been there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That perfection <laughs> thing is, is terrible. And, and I, I think that for those entrepreneurs who are on there, on the stage, for those that stand in front of people. I mean, I've had, I've spoken to, uh, I think it was 50,000 in men at Promise Keepers wow. in a stadium. Wow. Mm. And think of the grace and freedom you release mm. if you, if you say, not if you necessarily say, you don't empty your heart. You don't talk to them like you would talk to a therapist. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> You admit if you admit that I have made many mistakes in my life, if mm -hmm. you make fun of some of those mistakes, if you mm -hmm. have fun with them, then you release those people to be more honest in their own lives and to not be covered with that shame because they make mistakes, because they have done something wrong, but instead that they work, like I said, to correct that. Not, yes. Not that. Ken, that sounds like therapy to me. You're doing what you're doing in your in your, yeah. you know, stage presence and yeah. encouraging people and the joking and and really yeah. like connecting with your imperfection. Yeah. That goes a long way. Yeah. How that is that yeah. to me, I think is is remarkable. For well, sure. I'll be sending you an invoice. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if well, I've helped you in some way. <laughs> Yes, definitely. You're helping me for sure. I, I have a couple of questions and I just got a minute here to like refresh okay. my brain. Number one, I do because you said it, you didn't say it here. I hope I'm not disclosing anything too personal about you, but you've said oh. it in another way that you yourself like have um, a diagnosis of ADHD, right? Or you just have the symptoms of them. <laughs> Well, so back in episode one of this of this podcast, Melissa Orlov was one of my guests, and she is an expert when it comes to ADHD and marriage. So I'm curious, how has uh, your ADHD, uh, and this may get us way off, I don't know. That's okay. No, it's okay. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm curious about your growth as a human being, being a husband, being a speaker, and even all of the maybe distractions you've gone through, your journey of the awareness uh, and the ahas and the imperfections, how has that changed you as, as a human being? And then you can include the ADHD too. <laughs> yeah. 
The ADHD, I, I want to speak to that because it was a very positive part of what I did for a career. That's why you take things like, because you're on stage and you think of something new and it's suddenly out there and that becomes a piece that you use for years and years. Because that, it, That's where the impulsivity yeah, that's really right. can be useful. Right. It's not so much a disorder. It is a, uh, yeah. So that, that's, yeah. I'm, yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. You can use it as a gift. Yeah. The other, but it also has a negative aspect in that my ADHD has caused my wife sometimes to go, listen to me. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I, can, I can only concentrate on one thing at a time, but when I do, it holds my whole attention for maybe two seconds. And then I'm on to something else and then mm -hmm. on to something else. So I think as I have, I think it's been most helpful to me as I've realized it. I thought I had Alzheimer's. My mm -hmm. father died of Alzheimer's. My sister died of Alzheimer's. And um, I thought I had Alzheimer's. So I went and took the test and he gave me the test and I forgot some of the things he told me to remember. And and he said, there's a three tests, but you don't have to go on to the others. Hmm. And I love this guy. I'll tell you why I love him. He said, you don't have ADHD. I mean, you don't have Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Okay. What a relief said, that must have been. Yes. He uh -huh. said, you are off the charts ADHD and you're, and you're an idiot. Yeah. He said, and, and the, reason he, the reason he said that is because when I came into his office, and this is part of ADHD, I came into his office and he was wearing that stethoscope. And I said, well, I like your necklace. Do you have another one? <laughs> I just kept doing that. And I can't help it. Some people oh, hate it. Funny. Well, so, so I'm assuming you got a di an official diagnosis much later in your life when you've lived many, many years. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And all this time you've been compensating, overcompensating, yeah. whatever, but it's worked for you. Um, I didn't, uh, I'm trying to think back through school. I think probably in school, that was a problem. It was hard for me to concentrate enough to finish an assignment. Mm. Uh, almost everything I did, almost everything I try to accomplish is interrupted by something else. Mm. Yes. And one of the reasons I was afraid is I walk into rooms now, and this is part of aging too. And I go, uh, let's see. I know I came in here for a reason. And <laughs> then I go to <laughs> we all can identify with that. We can, yes, we can. <laughs> and, and then I call Diane and she says, What do you want? And I go, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and all of that is a symptom, by the way, of particularly when you're older how ADHD affects you. Well, and moving out to the lake house and COVID has been a real blessing. I'm wondering if it's helped treat your ADHD. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I don't I, I'm not any better. I'll tell you that. I, <laughs> it's, but but it's, you are better knowing that you don't have Alzheimer's. <laughs> I am better knowing that. I am better yeah, knowing that. That's yes. great. That's great. I do want folks to to know what you have to offer. But before we go, because we could keep on talking, I, I, I think it's it's beautiful. Thank you so much for being here, number one. But what would you share a piece of advice for a couple who has the traditional marriage like what you and Diane have? Mm -hmm. And of course, now, you know, we're living in a different <clears throat> age. 
you know, with technology and everything. And, and, and one of them is out there and the other one's in the back seat and, and not even being recognized. What kind of advice would you give to that couple? I would say um, for the person who's out there, and I know that advice better than the other, but I, I would say for the person who's out there to realize that the minute you open the door to your home, you are no longer a star. You are a servant. You are a husband. You are a lover. You are a parent. And that is the role you need to take. Mm -hmm. You're no longer a, a star. Uh, I found myself early in marriage and with my children being um, impatient with their with their actions or their attitude because not because they were doing anything wrong, but they weren't treating me like my fans treat me. Mm, mm, Does mm, that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. I think that when you open the door, you you change roles. Mm. And then uh, once you're out the door, you can become a prima donna again. <laughs> Although this is true. Let me tell you, this is uh -huh. true too. Uh -huh. People watching you have to see um, a humanity to you. I try to get to my presentations early. And sometimes I'll just go sit with some people in the front row and go, have you ever heard this guy? And, and <laughs> so I usually wouldn't walk across the street to see him. And they go, why? I say, well, because I'm him. And then we have this conversation <laughs> and other people see that. And it's not a performance. It's a, it's a desire to get to know people. In the transition of my life, I'm realizing that I can do, I can use this gift in a restaurant. Mm. Not mm. to stand up and perform, but to go over and, and make a couple of people smile at a table when I talk about how beautiful their family is and mm. tell them a little bit about. No, my grandchildren are mortified. They go, oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of what makes it thrilling for me. Here's yeah. a couple of tips I would give. Okay. For, we talked about forgetting to try and perpetuate the perfection of perception. Mm -hmm. When you're talking with your wife, when you're talking with your children, when you're talking with friends, see through the eyes that are looking at you. Mm, that's powerful. You have yes. to think of where they are, what their standing is, not just how offended you are at the moment mm -hmm. or whatever it might be, but see through their, try and see through their eyes and then communicate in that way. I'm learning, I'm an impatient person. That's part of ADHD, but um, I'm, I'm beginning to learn that if I just pause a second and think about what they're thinking, what they're going through, what my wife is thinking, that it makes a difference. It makes a big difference. Absolutely. I want to, I want to tag onto that because, because what you're talking about, it is having empathy. It is being able to uh, have an attitude of curiosity and getting out of your own head, yeah. <laughs> which, which gives you some wisdom to yeah. be able to have that uh, ability to see through the eyes of another. Yeah. That's beautiful. Another thing is, and this is just a short thing, learn the power of words. There are mm. words that are, can be spoken in the heat of the moment that can destroy a relationship permanently. Mm -hmm. I've mm -hmm. seen that in my extended family. 
and um, I can't speak about it because it's very private with them, but mm -hmm. um, the resolution of that was an absolute miracle, but there were many, many years where that, that relationship was destroyed. Mm -hmm. and, and finally, look for the positive in people and mm -hmm. reinforce it. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget. I will never, I, I can hardly wait to meet this woman again. She's been gone for years, but I am going to see her again. Mm. And throw my arms around her. A little teacher who capped her pen. And instead of oh. saying, you nasty little boy, I'm mm. expelling you. She said, God has given you a gift. Mm. Wow. And I want you to use it in the right way. So here's a way you can do that. She opened the door to something I might never have seen. Wow, that is so profound. And yes, she gave you a remarkable gift. Likely at the time, she probably never, she had, never had an idea that it would influence as many people. Uh, that yeah. that is so beautiful. So so remaining positive, and words words matter. Like words, spoken words, written words, yeah. like texting. Like people sometimes people text. Yeah other yeah. fights which is so not a good idea yeah. and uh and being oh able... yes <laughs> do you have a joke oh, you... oh, oh my <laughs> don't solve issues on the internet folks. yeah don't do it <laughs> oh don't do it because you can't see other people's eyes you, yeah. can, you can't do any of the things we've talked about here when you're spewing out whatever it might be on the internet yeah I, and and that's being in your reptile mode. That's a part of the brain that oh. you're in your reptile mode. All you know is danger, safety, don't do it. Yeah. And and another guest that I had uh, in in uh, episodes eight and nine, Dr. Stan Tech, and it's eye to eye, face yeah. to face, skin to skin. You need to have that eye contact. So yeah. Um, so yeah, this is so wonderful. Thank you so much, Ken. Thank and you. Uh, how and I I want to put a plug in because you have made a tremendous impact in my life. And I, in 2019, I did go to your uh, score training. And also I'm telling you, I got this book. It's like marked up and, and tabbed. I've used it a lot. I'm telling you, I've used it a lot. And not only has it helped me uh, get my own message out there and, and doing like little five minute, you know, yeah. Uh, videos on Facebook and that kind of thing, but it has, it's helped me interpersonally as what, you know, my closest communication. Yeah. Uh, it's helped me talk with people who have ADHD too. Of course, I have it. I have it as well. And then also, you're full, fully alive. My mom and I watched this recently, and we just had. We were so it was hilarious. This this thing here, and then of course your book is. I I just want to kind of put a plug in there because yeah. folks need to tap into your resources. Yeah. And I know you're going to have another training coming up. I so am. Yeah. This, now, yeah. some of those things, it's interesting. Some of those things have sold out and the publisher, bless their hearts, are refusing to reprint them. Oh, my goodness. So we're working on getting them reprinted. Okay. Um, I Okay. Yeah, that's, I, I don't know. I'm just, I just am blessed to be with you. This has been absolute fun. How yeah. can folks get in touch with you? Uh, KenDavis.com. All right. Ken Thank Davis. you. Yeah, all of Thank the contact you. information is there. Yeah. Laughter is great medicine. Thank you for blessing us. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. I'm convinced laughter is the best medicine, and we all need lighthearted laughter in our lives. Ken's advice here definitely applies to workplace relationships. Here's what I wrote. Number one, see through the eyes that are looking at you. See through the eyes of the other person. Number two, 
learn the power of words. And number three, look for the positive in people. What stood out to you? Share your takeaways by going to Better Relationships, Better Life. Next week, we'll talk with Eddie Caparucci, who shows us the path to overcoming relational blind spots, how to develop emotional awareness. Until then, feel free to share, subscribe, rate, and comment. See you next time for Better Relationships, Better Life.